All right, here we go. Going to be a quick intro segment here. I want to keep it quick. Um, first nine minutes, 22, 23 seconds of this is like a part one sort of deal. On a Thursday, Thursday evening, John and I talked about, you know, we just reflect on Coach Killian. Um, tragically passed away earlier this week. Um, me, me, uh, or excuse me, Robijan and I, Tucker, went to the services on Friday, um, talked to the talked to the wife, um, super sad. Um but um but yeah just just show just show the support for him um i know and and in the episode i have a cold um so that's you know i'm sorry i apologize about the 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 voice and the the sniffling there um and john mentions like the the gofundme is at like 92k it's now up to it's now up to like 130k so it's amazing there to to see everybody everybody um showing love about that um, and then the main par- main portion of this, talking game five, talking Suns Bucks, talking the series, talking predictions, all that stuff, the players, the matchups, um, the block, the Giannis block, the LeBron thing, um, and so that's like thirty two plus ish minutes there. So it's good stuff. It's a good episode. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening to the program. We do appreciate it. Before we get into the main section of this episode, John and I would like to share some. Thoughts on um, Coach Killian passed away earlier this week. Um, suddenly, very tragically. Um, John, I guess before we get into some other things, would you uh, give the listeners here sort of like uh, what we were what we were doing, like when it happened? Because uh, at least to me, it was it was one of those um, like you remember where you were, what you were doing when you yeah, were in yeah. moments. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of when uh, Kobe Bryant and Woburn, but um, yeah, we were literally just on the podcast, like talking. I was like, Austin, I'm bored. And then, you know, in the middle of the podcast, uh, I found out, we found out the news and like, we just stopped and we were all shocked uh, because, you know, he meant so much to uh, our basketball program, Um, you know, especially those winning years. He was the assistant coach Um, and, you know, great person, great coach. Um, you know, it's just so sad. You know, I, I coached his kids like two summers ago. It's very sad. You know, after the games, whenever we played Bedford, he would always like talk to us, talk to me for a while. And so, um, yeah, you know, my uh, condolences to the killing family, but, um, so sad, great person, great coach and, um, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, as, as you just alluded to there, um, yeah, it was, it was Monday. We were just doing a zoom like debating like whatever it was and we just kind of like stopped in our tracks um and yeah as you mentioned like the one of the, the one of the first things i thought of was when we coached his kids there at neshoba brooks camp summer of 2018 entering our sophomore year of high school and like it was i, I mean it was one of those things where like i, I don't know I, i'm like you know i'm like life i'm like life dumb i didn't really know it was his kids then like he he walks in after after one of the days Monday or Tuesday or whatever in the gym, and he's talking to us, and then like it it's like oh oh there, that's your kid and like yeah you should have put two and two together because like like goddamn like that kid looks just like him, um so just thinking about that it's just um now three years later it's it's heartbreaking, um so just thinking about that and um just like I mean I'm sure. I don't know when this is gonna air, but the the services are, are Friday, 
I'm sure, you know, we're going to learn a lot more about him. Um, but he also, I guess, he had this big life in the, 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 uh, the Massachusetts lacrosse community. Um, big part of many people's lives, it seemed like. Um, yeah, he'd always take the time to talk to us after, after the game and stuff. Um, I'll toss it back over to you, John. Any, any, other, any other thoughts? Um, yeah, you know, uh, it was great. Uh, I, I remember, like, going into high school, I was like, oh, my God, this guy, like, such a great basketball mind. Um, just, like, and I remember Coach Cohen got, like, a lot of his plays from him, too. And I was like, all right, I can't wait to have Coach Cohen and Coach Cohen as a coach. Um, but, yeah, you know, overall, great person. Um, I just, you know, he, he made connections with so many people, obviously a lot of the alumni, too. And um, I'm just so sad uh, that he passed away. Yeah, um, and for more uh, context, um, sorry for the listener, I have a cold right now, with the sniffling. Um, but uh, so freshman year, we get in. He's a longtime assistant under Cohen, um, with uh, with Jonk is there. Jonk is athletic director, so he was still there. Sophomore year, Cohen steps down. The freshman Killing goes with him, so he coached that freshman team. Then junior senior year, he was at Bedford. He took the Bedford job. Um, and I he was there, by the way, for the listeners. He was a teacher at Bedford High. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, he was doing that. Um, and I, after the, the last game of, of, the, of last year's team, we were juniors of the 2020 season, uh, you know, we had that great run against them. And, you know, he, he stood and he embraced, he embraced, like, the whole team after the game because he, he knew us so well, obviously, like, us obviously he never coached us specifically, but he was you know he was part of the program, um, and all the fresh summer camps and like you know, obviously we played uh, the scrimmage the freshman team when we were sophomores and like stuff like that. So yeah, he knows he knows pretty well. Um, and yeah, I don't know he he was never my like personal coach, but I I always like respected how he like took the time to talk to me after the games and like we just like caught up on life together and um you know he, he's just a great person overall yeah um yeah uh i was thinking about like like it's one of those things where it's like uh thoughts and prayers like like those terms get thrown around a lot um but you know these last few days there had been moments where i just like i'm just thinking about him um again like i didn't really know him that well but I just remember, like, I told you this um, late one of these last couple nights here, John, that he had this, like, distinct, the way, like, he stood or when he, like, coached, he, like, he, like spread out wide, like, arms folded behind him, just, like, watching, like, chest up. He's, like, he's just, like, what, he's just, like, he had that presence to him, like, that, that, like, that sort of vibe to him. Like, he was always, like, he always looked like a good coach um, and everybody respected him. Obviously, like Coach Cohen, you know, demands a lot of a lot of, out of his assistants, um, and and yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's kind of just one of those things that makes you like stop for for like an hour or two and like reassess like like your your place and like and just like life and stuff. Um, so yeah, super super set situation, and also to all the Bedford kids, like Matt Matt Mulligan, friend of the program here, um, just. Just super sad. Um, just yeah, just just sad. Um, honestly, it kind of reminded me, like again, like completely different circumstances. But like when the Boston Marathon bombing happened, 
the Yankees put up like the like the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know, are in unison here, kind of like, like all right, here we have like Conquer Carl and Bedford communities, kind of like like just sort of um, I guess rallying around his family now. Um, you can check out the GoFundMe. I guess that's another thing, John. We should probably mention here the GoFundMe that they have. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they're over sixty k now. Um, but but um, but yeah, just yeah, the kids. Um, yeah, it's a terrible situation, and yeah, I don't really know what else to say. The, the go the GoFundMe is at ninety two thousand right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, uh, again, yeah, I don't know when this will air, but the services will be this this Friday, four to four to eight in Chelmsford. Um, probably learn more about learn more about him there. Um, but yeah, yeah it's just um just a tough situation. And as Ben Catcher really, you know, all the alumni who really like knew him well, like Salu and Sear and Catcher and all those guys. Catcher's like, I can't believe this is real. Um. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's shocking because um, you just don't expect someone you know in their forties to just to just pass away. Yeah, early forties too. Um, so yeah, it's terrible. Um, so yeah, rest in peace, Coach Killian. Um, thoughts and prayers to his family. Just yeah, just thoughts. Just like keep them in mind here, and um, and uh, and yeah, any lost words from you, John? Um, you know, I think it's great to like see like again like the community community, um, like working together to help the family. Obviously, you know I know their goal was sixty thousand. They raised ninety two, um, and it's you know it's just great to see all the support from everyone because he made such an impact in so many people's lives. And you know he's going to be missed. Uh, and I, he's just a great person, great coach. I know he, I don't know about a lot about him and his lacrosse, but um, I think he's a big lacrosse guy. His last game he saw, he went to Concord, so he saw his um, alum, alumna, Concord Carlisle, win the state championship. So, um, you know, just an overall great person, and he will be truly missed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that. Um, yeah, tough situation there. Again, um, rest in peace, Coach Killian. And um, now, uh, now we'll get to the, we'll listen to the, the main part of this episode here. All right, game five tonight. It's tied up two two in finals history. The winner of game five, when it's tied two two, has won the series twenty one out of twenty nine times. The home team has won every game so far in the series. All the momentum seems to be with the Bucks following their triumphant victory in game four. We can see the narrative forming of Giannis taking over in this series and leading Milwaukee to a championship and everyone crowning him as, as the best player in the world, similar to the Kawhi thing 2019 with the Raptors. I'm going to stick with my sons in seven prediction, but I'll start off asking you three. Bijan and Rowe, you guys each picked sons in six, and John, you picked Bucks in six. At this point in time, Bijan, I'll start with you. Will you guys stick with your picks, and if not, how come? Me? Um... Yeah, I, I think the I think the Suns are gonna win in seven. Um, I'm I'm really impressed with what Giannis has done this series. Um, didn't think I didn't think that he was like that good, but he has turned out to be very very good. But I still don't trust his supporting cast enough to get it done. Um, very very streaky. So yeah. Okay, not to chime in, but I did some research on Drew Holiday earlier. <clears throat> this series, he's like. 
23 for like 71 from the field or something. It's something so terrible. Yeah, it's, it's 30, it's 33.3%. Yeah, he he sucks. Uh so yeah, you know, I'm very concerned about um him. And uh concerned about his other running mate as well. You know, it could be MJ or Kuzma. And so, like, you know, it's gonna be one of the two. Um but you know the the Suns really outplayed the Bucks the last game. Uh, they had they first team in finals to shoot over fifty percent and like hold their other team like below uh, like forty or whatever, and they and to lose. Um, you know they had seventeen turnovers, all those seventeen offensive rebounds, really uncharacteristic. And you know I I thought the Suns really outplayed them and should have won that game. And if they did, the series would have been over. Uh, but you know I, I think um, I think the Bucks win tonight. Uh, and I, I would go Bucks plus four with the spread, but teams are like three and like six at home or whatever um, against the spread, so I'm not going to do that. But yeah, I, I think I think the Bucks are going to win in six. I think they win tonight and they close it out. All right, uh, not surprising take there from John, sticking with his gut. Ro, let's go over to you. I mean, I'm going to take in the Suns tonight. I thought last game the Suns like just kind of. Blue, I want to say blew it, but I thought it was a very winnable game for them. You know, Devin Booker playing out of his mind, just scoring on every possession. I thought it was Chris Paul who just rarely, like, didn't carry his weight, it appeared, towards the end especially. I mean, I mean, I feel like his finals MVP um, odds, like, they dropped significantly after that game. Because with that game, like, how can you – I think it was his dropping and Devin Booker just rising way too much. But, I mean, I think that was a rare slip-up of Chris Paul. I don't think he's like that. Yeah. So, yeah, to that point, Ro, um, yeah, I was watching SportsCenter this morning, drinking a coffee, watching some SportsCenter, and they had the graphic of Chris Paul, um, Finals MVP odds, and is he the Finals MVP favorite going into each game, entering each game, and entering Game 5, this is the first game he's entered the Finals game where he's not the favorite. The favorite's now Giannis. Mm. You know, Suns, you know, how best two out of three here have two, two hypothetical home games, so... The Suns, I think, would technically be the favorite still in the series, but Giannis is now the, the Finals MVP favorite. Um, but Chris Paul, even before first half, he had a couple plays where he jumped up in the air and just threw a pass to nowhere as if he didn't have a plan on what to do. I remember at one point he took a three-pointer, like, early shot clock. It was just one of those things, like, how we like we, we understand basketball because we play basketball, we play pickup. By the way, great, great uh, seven-game series. We won it. Open gym Thursday night, no big deal. Um, but we pick up today, bud. Yeah, my bad. my bad. I want to play with Casiano. But, you should see the Nantucket pickup. It's like all like it's like really good competition too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like the only white kid. It's like, yeah, but yeah. All right, all right. Nantucket hoops with John, um, but but Chris Paul had a three that he took. That it was just one of those things where I saw him like he's just praying that goes in because that's not a shot in rhythm. He just wants that to go in just to like be on the board but it, it didn't go in it was just one of those bad field games for him um moving along here so this is this next one's going to be directed towards um john and Bijan here um so the bucks have dominated the suns in the offensive rebounding category 57 to 28 for the series or 14.3 per game to seven pj tucker for instance has more offensive rebounds with 10 than deandre ayton at nine if you look at total rebounds per game, the Suns only have two guys, Aiden and Crowder, who have averaged at least four rebounds per game. The Bucks have seven guys who have averaged four-plus rebounds per game. 
Brooke Lopez has shot just 25% from three this series, four of 16, and you would expect that number to increase. So Chris Paul might be hurt. That's one of the theories with his terrible game four. If the Suns don't have any decent options to spot Aiden when he's off the floor, unless they want to roll the dice with a small lineup of Crowder or Cam Johns at the five, because we know Frank Kaminsky is a huge... Lopez? What? Wait, you mean to cover Lopez or... No, I'm just saying. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, go on. I get you. Um, just for like Jalen Smith, get Jalen Smith in the game. Nope. And then, and then, um, the other point here is if they have no way of containing Giannis to begin with, then what's the path for the Suns to win two out of these next three games? Uh, let's start with Roe. Damn. So you really like? I'm surprised you're so optimistic with your uh, take. You sound. You sounds like you think the Bucks are gonna win. No, John. See, I do this now. My next one is I'm spinning it the other way against you, but. Okay. So, so, wow. I don't I, think Paul's injured or anything because he wasn't playing like he was injured. He was just playing like a bad. He wasn't just. He wasn't doing Chris Paul things like you said. He was just not playing like he was playing in other games. I think it wasn't. It wasn't like he was just playing bad. I think everyone has those games, and Chris Paul happened to have it at a really bad time. But yeah, I mean, I I think knowing Chris Paul, he's gonna bounce back this game and have a great game. And it seems like Devin Booker really bounced back from his ten point game, so I think he'll continue to do that. But, I mean, with Aiden on the offense, I mean, Aiden gets all these rebounds, but it's like he doesn't really have that much competition on the Suns with the rebounds. So, I think, like, his 2020 games are, like, his 20-plus rebounds are impressive, but they, like, in perspective, they're kind of, like, predictable. Like, DeAndre Aiden getting a double-double. so inconsistent. Like, one day, like, one game he gets, like, eight rebounds, and the next game he gets, like, 20. I, mean, I feel like his finals has been really consistent with his rebounding. No, like, just, no I just looked this up today. He's been really – but I think one game, I think game one, he had like 19. Last game, I think he had 17. And then in between, I think he had like eight and 10. Or yeah, it's 17, 9, 10, and 19. Hmm. No, but well, I mean, he's like the main main target for rebounding. It was, uh, nine rebounds is still like a good amount of rebounds. But I mean, he just doesn't have much competition for rebounding. Something like you got to take these statistics in perspective most of the time. No, yeah. But my, my greater point with that is that the Bucks just have more size and they just they just are just getting like when John's point was, oh yeah, the Suns outplayed the Bucks in Game Four, but the Bucks won. Why was that? And a big reason was the rebounding. The Bucks just got way more. turnovers, of course, but yeah, you can't have seventeen turnovers and win a game. I'm like, especially in the finals. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, um, Bijan, swing it over to you. Out of all those, you know, the Chris Paul thing, the rebounding thing, um. How how are you still confident in the in the Suns' ability to win two of these next three? Um, because like Chris Paul, like even though he's injured or he, he might be injured, like I still think he's gonna have a huge bounce back game tonight. Um, I mean I'm I'm a huge fan of Aiton. I it really it's really I mean it's really just kind of like it's difficult to really say because we've seen so much um, different play in this series, but I've also seen a lot of series go like this where it's just really home dominated and just the home team just somehow pulls out a way to win. Remember that Celtics Wizards series, that Celtics Bucks series, just I've seen a lot of times where it's two, two. And then um, first of all, I don't know when the last time the finals was two, two, it's gotta be like a LeBron heat team. And also I think that just um, we've seen this where the first team wins Home team goes up 2-0, then the next team comes back 2-2. And I have confidence in the Suns to get it done tonight at home, up 3-2, and then they have the advantage in the series. So I pick them. 
All right. Um, but I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not really convinced of anything. Everything that I've seen tells me that the Suns, I, 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 it turns out losing Dario Sarge is actually kind of a big deal. You see him crying like during like uh, Williams' just, like uh, press conference. Sarich? Or not his press conference. Yeah, like like his speech with the team, and he like started to cry. Yeah. So it turns out that that's kind of actually a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but surprising. Yeah, I, I I would I would try. You can't have Cam Johnson at the five. Like I don't care. You got it. You got to try something else. I don't. I know Frank the Tank sucks, but. <laughs> You gotta try. Um, no, be you not. gotta try. It. I don't even like him. I think he looks weird, and you know that's how I judge players. But you gotta try it, man. What? Jalen Smith, you're gonna throw him into a finals game, and he hasn't played all postseason in meaningful basketball. That's what you gotta do, dude. I, I mean, like that does happen at times, but like I, I think they just obviously trust Kaminsky more. No, see if he even play. Dude, last game, Kaminsky did not play. But. Frank's averaged like six minutes per game this series. If I'm the Suns, I'm crossing my fingers that Aiden stays out of foul trouble and can play like 42-plus minutes per yeah, game. Play deep. Also, you know, big COVID injury. Thanos Antetokounmpo is out. What happened? Uh, Thanos got COVID. Oh, God. He was not a, he's not deemed a close contact with Giannis, I'm guessing. Well, there is no co- cl- close contacts anymore if you're vaccinated. That's true. But – um. Yeah, so yeah, Thonis is out, you know. So, no, honestly, I feel like that might hurt them. Like, even though he doesn't play, he's, like, such, like, a factor on the bench. That's my hot take. Um, like, if <clears throat> if the Suns win the series, one one point I'm going to look at is um, Thonis onto the Kupo being out. I'm not even joking. All right, all right, all right. Like, I'm dead serious, too. All right, so, John, all right, I just did the whole negative side for the Suns through that through that Bijan and Rowe. All right, this is going to be a lot. Try not to interrupt me. It might be tough for you. Try not to interrupt me till the end, okay? All right, so I'll submit the other way here on John. Holiday, as you mentioned, so you read my mind on this. Holiday shot 33.3% from the field in the series, and it feels like it should be lower than that. Bobby Portis, you know, Rowe, who he hates him, but Portis seems to only play well, only play decent at home. Middleton has been inconsistent. Bijan mentioned that. Uh, the Bucks have no real point guard because Holiday isn't truly a point guard. And Stop Jeff- it. No. What? No, he's really not. Jeff Teagan is 11.5 minutes per game. Isn't doing anything. How is Hall- can you explain? Can you like, you can't just say that stuff. Oh, yeah. sucks. Brent Forbes sucks too. How is Holiday- yeah, I said that before. How is Holiday not a point guard? Holiday's a two guard in my opinion. Like offensively, he doesn't have like the mindset or the pace of like a, of a true point guard. He doesn't. Very, there's very few true point guards. And- Chris Paul is one of them. Steph Curry, by the definition, is not a true point guard. Okay, but he's a point guard. So, um, that was Holiday. I'll continue here. Uh, Booker, he's figured out how to get buckets and average 27.5 despite shooting just 30% from three. So, you would expect that number to improve, just like the thing with Brook Lopez. Campaign feels due for a breakout game since he's had maybe one half decent game in his last eight games, which was game one of the finals ever since his 29 point game in game two of the Western Conference Finals against the Clippers. In both the Suns wins this series, games one and two at home, they moved the ball and made shots. It was good basketball. In game four, John, you mentioned this, the Bucs needed the Bucks needed two huge threes from Connaughton, a bunch of buckets from Middleton down the stretch, the incredible Giannis block, 12 more offensive rebounds than the Suns for the game, and also 12 fewer turnovers. We'll always mention this. And yet they only won by eight. Also, the Bucs haven't had home court advantage. They don't have home court advantage. They're five and six on the road in these playoffs. 
and they only have two road wins with Giannis since the playoffs, quote-unquote, really began in the second round. So, with all that said, John, what's your path to the Bucks' victory in the series? I mean, you bring up a lot of good points, but I think a lot of what you're arguing goes why the Bucks will win. Uh, you know, Chris Middleton, you know, he's been inconsistent, but I expect him to play really well down the stretch. Uh, Drew Holiday, he's like, can he even play any worse is a better question. So, you know, I expect him to play much, much better. I expect him to play like a max player that he just got a huge extension. Um, and, you know, I, I expect Giannis, you know, the best player in the series to really take control. Uh, no one can guard him. Uh, and, you know, the Suns just leave too many players open on three. And if, let's say it does go, I do think they, the Bucks steal game five tonight, but let's say they don't. I, I think they win uh, at home in Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee's fans, uh, the Deer District, you know, all that hype. I don't think they lose game six at home for the first finals they've been in in so long. And game seven, you know, am I going to take a Phoenix team who does have uh, like experience with Chris Paul, or I'm going to take Milwaukee who's been in the situation against the Nets with, and with the best player in the series. So, you know, with all that being said, you know, I know uh, Milwaukee did have to basically fight to win last game and it might've been a little bit of luck, but I expect them to play a lot better uh, than they uh, previously did. And I expect them to come out and win tonight. I mean, you bring up a lot of good points there, John, but at the same time, can say that the Phoenix Suns should be should play a lot better now that they're back home because their home wins were very impressive. Yeah, I mean, but like by by that logic, who's gonna play better on the Suns? Like yeah. I, I feel like no one's Chris Paul. Okay, like okay, that's one player. Like Chris Paul had one bad game, and, he, and like I don't know. I think Chris Paul's overrated. But when like compared to Milwaukee, um, as I alluded to, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, you know, two of their best three players have not played well for most of the series. Drew Holiday the entire season, and they're still managing to win games. So, you know, I, I, you know, no one can stop Giannis. Giannis is the second coming of LeBron in the series, scoring, scoring 40 points, like triple doubles. Um, you know, he's, I think I had him second best in the world, you know, and I just think he's clearly like better than anyone. The only player that can guard him like somewhat is DeAndre Ayton. You take Ayton now and Giannis can do whatever he wants. And uh, I just don't, I, I just don't trust this Phoenix team to win two of the next three, even though they are home court. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, it's as we transition to game five picks where I think we've already picked them here. Um, um, yeah. I'm nervous for Phoenix for like all the reasons you just mentioned. I think it's, I think it's a must win game for them. And that's not a hot take because. Oh no. Yeah. Like it's, you know, the Phoenix minus four line, I'm kind of fishy about like, I would, I would have that more as Phoenix minus two and a half, maybe. But like to me, like, this is this is a desperation game if you're Phoenix. And as Rosillo says, you can't fake desperation. Um, Crowder, I think Crowder's gonna gonna be an X factor in this game. Oh, yeah, Crowder's been playing great. He like hasn't missed. Yeah, also Mikel Bridges. Um, when he's on, when they're swinging the ball and he's making plays. I mean, at the end of the day, the you know the team kind of goes how Chris Paul goes to to Rose's point about you know how how impactful he is. So Chris Paul's got to show up again. You have as I mentioned campaign feels like he's got a break breakthrough here and like at least do something buddy like like you can't be having all these pedestrian games here um and cam johnson you know making those shots great stroke there um but yeah i'm nervous for phoenix but i think it's a desperation game and so i think i think they come out and i hope they win this game tonight um 
and I'll pick them to win this game. And I'll, again, I'll stick with Suns and seven, but I'm just, I'm officially nervous for them because I truly think this is a must win game. I think there's like no way they win a game six in Milwaukee if they lose this game. Um, so yeah. Um, so to that point here, the Bucks win in six games, which means they would have won four straight row. Let's go to you for this one. How would that situation negatively impact Chris Paul's legacy? If the Bucks go four straight in this series, it I mean, it all depends on Chris Paul plays, you know. I mean, a couple years down the line, will people look at the series as like Chris Paul's series or Devin Booker's series? Because you think about Devin Booker being a rising star in the league and say that this was like, you know, his series kind of to prove him not prove himself, but like initially, because he's really young too. So I mean, I mean, impact his legacy. Um, I think just getting to the finals and leading the Suns team would, is really good for his legacy. I don't think there's much you can take away from that. I think it all depends on how he plays. Because if he plays stellar, but they still lose, which is rare, which is rare. It's rare for him to play really great and his team to lose. I mean, that's just his whole career kind of thing. Like if he plays great, his team wins. That's kind of how he plays. Well, and so counterpoint, they could still play. He could play great here in these games five and six, and they lose. But people would just point to his game four, and that was a tipping point in the series, his terrible game, and that was if they went up 3-1. And if he had just played better, the Chris he Paul – couldn't even turn it over at the end. Like, it's so many poor, bad plays. Like, yeah, that's how the, that's how the series – like, the difference between 3-1 and 2-2 is massive because, again, like, all the pressure right now is on Phoenix to win this game five. The Bucks are playing with house money. All the pressure is on Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. And so even if he does have good games having six and they lose a series, people are going to point to that game four being the hinge point. So maybe yeah. I just don't think Chris Paul is really that like player. Like we don't, you don't see him as like LeBron where he's like responsible for all the losing and gets blamed like that. Like you see his legacy and like, maybe you talk about the failures of like in the Clippers with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. And I know he plays great there, but you don't really see that failure as like a Chris Paul, you know, situation. Like if LeBron did that, like it would be like, LeBron was a headline and he'd be like, LeBron sucks and all that. I just think Chris Paul's that type of play, you know, his legacy is already like very solid and he's already exceeding expectation by just walking on the court and being in the finals. But I get how, if he's here and he's leading this team, you know, game four, he just played, you know, really bad. And then he probably lost the game for them. But I just don't think Chris Paul's the type of player where people would be pointing fingers at him and, and blaming him. I think certain players have that attribute, like Paul George, for example. Even when he plays good, he doesn't get credit for that. When he plays bad, he gets so much slander. You know, there's some players in this league that just have that as part of their career where they get a lot of blame. I think Chris Paul is just not the type of player to answer your question. All right, good answer there from Roe. Um, if the Bucks do win this series, I made a spreadsheet like a year and a half ago, but I think I put it on my CC email address, so I think I lost that Google Sheet, unfortunately. But I do remember – sorry, Bijan. I know you laughed at that. Um, but I do remember, like, one of the big sticking points was that your best player needs to be at least 26 years old and average 25-plus points per game. And so Giannis this year turned 26 and obviously averages 25-plus. So if a Bucks win, that trend continues. Conversely, if the Suns win, that would – that would Bucks win, pun intended – because Paul is above age 26, but he doesn't average 25, and Booker is younger than 26. And I don't know if he averages 25 or not, but at least for the series and these playoffs, he does. Um, but, yeah, all right, lasting thoughts here. Um, let's start with John, because I don't want you to have the last word. 
Okay. Uh, anyway, no, I like legit think Thanis onto the Kupo. That's a huge loss for Milwaukee on the bench. Hypes up his brother. He gets, he like, he acts like he's like the goat sometimes, gets in his brother's like facing. What the fuck are you doing uh, in Greek? I saw that clip. But yeah, so, you know, I think that's the underlying. What, Bijan? I was just inter, I was just in making an impression of Thanis. Uh, but yeah, I, I really think that's like a, underlying loss that uh, people are really not crediting. I don't know how long he's out. I know he's out game uh, five. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I think Brooke Lopez has a big game tonight. I think I think it's going to be a battle of the bigs. I say Brooke Lopez versus DeAndre and will both play very well. Um, I expect the second best player in the world to uh, have a good game. You know, Chris Middleton, the spread was 24 and a half. Definitely didn't hit the over for that one. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I hope Middleton hits his shots, uh, and I hope uh, I, I go even again, winning fifty bucks. All right, all right, Bijan, let's go over to you. Lasting thoughts? Yeah, um, look for a big, big game from DeAndre Ayton tonight. And um, if Chris Paul is healthy, if he's if he if he just had a bad game last game and just wasn't just there, look for him to also bounce back if he's injured I expect to see probably more of the same from him probably be a little more careful with the ball probably be a little more cautious and maybe have campaign maybe run the show more if if, if being injured is affecting his campaign's play. gonna run the show what campaign's gonna run the show well he might have to if, I mean, if, Chris I, I Paul, if Chris campaign's running the show in the finals game I don't think that that's like they have a good well, chance you would have said that Last round, campaign ran the show in game two. Yeah, if but I didn't know Kawhi was going to be out the entire series, pretty much. What do you mean? I mean campaign much? dropped like thirty. Like, no, campaign sucks. He's a borderline NBA player. No. What? Yes, that's, that's why he's borderline. Now he's he's decent. Now he's a good player. Now he's like mediocre. But um, I I don't know. Like Connington over paint or campaign. I'm taking Connington. What? That's non apples to apple situation. Connington sucks. Campaign sucks. Connington makes winning plays. All right, John, that's not an apples to apples thing. All right, buddy. All right, shut up, Austin. You're a bum. Now you can go. John, you're a la bum. All right, Ro, lasting thoughts from you. Jesus. Um, like I said, not a hot take. I think the Sun's success depends on Chris Paul's success and how he plays. Um, do back to my gambling addiction. I'm gonna go with I haven't played some yet, but I'm gonna go with Chris Milton being the leading scorer of this game. And then I'm going to go with uh, Bobby Portis under six and a half points. I don't get any of these bets. You're fucking lucky. Even spread. Um, the Chris Middleton was plus 450. And I, I feel like, you know, bad bad game last – not the best game. Or not, not last game, a couple of games ago. Which one was it? He had Did a really Middleton bad go game. off last game? Yeah, he went off the last game. So he went off the past two games, so he's kind of primed oh, for – No, didn't you – Game three. No, no. Game three. Or one game he like got like 17 or 18. Last game went off. Um game three. His inconsistency. Oh, no. People might say this is gonna be an off game for him, but if he's so inconsistent, it might be an on game. Is my is my I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Like with Middleton, it's really whenever he's aggressive, he scores a lot. Like, for example, like last game he took 33 shots. Uh, the prior two games, he's he took thirty combined. So like you know, it's really like I I think he can get his points whenever whenever he's scoring like thirty points, he's in the twenty five range or twenty. He's above twenty shots every 
When it, whenever he shoots 20 shots in the playoffs, he scored 25 points every single time. Yeah, you can't look at the game like, oh, right, as bro, long as he shoots 20 shots, he'll make a lot of right, points. No, I, I get that. But I'm, I'm saying, like, if Chris Middleton can be aggressive and he can, like, just find his, <laughs> find his like, uh, shots and his good looks, I, I think he can easily score. I think he's more of a hot hand type of player. Like, as long as he's just making it, he can consistently make it. And I think he's more of, like, one of those players that all the points comes, like, late in the game. I think we've seen that. I mean, he has had games where he's consistently just been scoring all game. But I mean, like, he's a streaky player. He like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, he's a streaky player. That's why he's very inconsistent. And a lot of people are like, <laughs> don't really want to bet on him. But this game, see, maybe, maybe when I say this will be his off game. But that would make him consistently inconsistent. But I think he's a very consistent player, which means that he's going to have an on game this game. All right. All right. Good. John Middleton's better than Jalen Brown. Fuck you. No, I got I bumped Jalen when it's one spot ahead. I was just going to be like, like, first of all, bro, like, like, great thinking there. Um, like, whatever. Um, but John, like, I was going to say, like, holy shit, you figure out the correlation between, oh, Someone shoots more a shot attempts, they score more points. Like holy shit, it's not rocket science. I mean, I mean, Drew Holiday's averaging like a prob- like pretty similar shot attempts uh, to. Yeah, but Drew Holiday is like Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday is. No, I'm saying like whenever Middleton's aggressive, he can he scores 25 plus every time. I mean, it's hard to be aggressive when you're not playing well. So he's like not making shots. Like it's gonna be. I mean, it's pretty easy for a six-seven like pretty much guard to get a shot off in the NBA when smaller defenders are guarding him. I mean, not when you're inconsistent like Chris Middleton. I'd but like you can still get shots off. It doesn't matter if he makes it. You can get the attempt off or in post. Oh, no. maybe, maybe the book style play. If Chris Middleton's not doing hot, just focus Giannis or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Rose right. The style. If it's if it's a Giannis, I think it's just like here's Giannis. the thing. If if Chris, okay, if Giannis is off, like. If Chris Middleton, if let's say Giannis is on and Chris Middleton's off, I don't think the Bucks can win a game in the series. So, like, you know, that concerns me. I, but like, let's say Giannis is off, I think a hot Chris Middleton can carry them. I, I think Middleton's obviously the X factor. Um, well, Giannis is only really off when the defense is really on. Is my is my take. Like, I don't think Giannis would ever have like an off game if it's like the same defense and he's already scoring on the same defense. I think it's just I think his offensive game is over dependent on the defense. You know, yep. very physical player, and he likes, and he's not very. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to put this the wrong way, but I, I just feel like he's a very one-on-one player. I mean, depends uh, on the player. No, it is, yeah. But like, I don't know. Like, I think if Phoenix really wanted to stop Giannis, they can just say have like three guys help, um, two guys in, and then two guys on each side, and just force Giannis to take jump shots. Obviously, Giannis is going to get his points in transition, and you're not really going to stop that. But I, I don't know. I think if the, they could really focus Giannis and make the other guys beat them, but I don't think that's the style of play Phoenix uh, likes to play in defense compared to, I think, Milwaukee wants the other players to shoot threes. That's weirdly how they play, which I don't make sense, which it really just doesn't, like the Cone philosophy. Uh, but, you know, we'll see which uh, different defensive style. Like, obviously there are adjustments and everything, but, yeah, we'll see, we'll see tonight. Yep. We will see tonight. Big game tonight. Um, twenty four hours from now, even like, shit, like six hours from now, we'll have a lot clearer picture of, of who the NBA champion will probably end up being. We wrote how much hypothetical money did you put on Middleton? Hypothetical money. Yeah. I don't want to say for the viewers, but I'm just going to say I, I'm just saying that's what I'm taking. Whether it's two dollars or a hundred dollars, you know, I'm, that's what I'm taking. Right, I put fifty hypothetical dollars on Middleton over his points. That's a lot of money. I can't afford to lose that, but we're, well, at, we're going to McDonald's a Saturday morning and I can't afford to. Yeah. I don't know. I'm an addict. No, I'm not an addict, but like, yeah. 
All right. Yeah, we might need to clean the boards addict off, gambling addict off between yeah. rows. Mayoni? What about Mayoni? No, Mayoni probably won a lot on the Italian World Cup, or not the World the Euros, excuse me, soccer people. I mean, yeah, but he's like, bet so much money. Um. All right, yeah. Uh, my last thoughts. I'm just, I'm just rooting for the Suns to win this game again. Like, I wouldn't be mad if the Bucks win because Giannis is a great story. He's becoming such a lovable figure. His quotes are awesome. Um, the block was insane. Um, so yeah. yeah. Do you think that's the best block of finals history? Uh, I mean, yep. I'm not old enough to go through all the blocks that have happened. I, I mean, I, I think I mean, the, the best block is the bronze block on. Iguodala, like that's there's no way you top that block unless you're in the same exact situation, like the same exact situation, and you just have a better block. No, I just I think objectively Giannis's block was more impressive, but like uh, no, no, I completely disagree. No, I the, he was able to guard the pass, take a step, leap, and block that shot. Like I mean, the, no, but like Aiden also didn't really know what he was doing. Like it, it was too far. It was like weird a mind thing. It was like too far away for him to dunk it, and he. You just like put it up slowly. Okay. So I, I thought onto the Kumpo's like chase down block was actually better than the like obviously time in um one on bridges. Yeah, I thought the one in game uh, one was actually like better, but like obviously due to it being the fourth quarter and like no John, he had to defend the pass and then go up cover ground and and meet Aiden. The alley block is much more impressive than the, the layup block. Like no, I- I thought the layup block was more impressive. I thought that was a better play. So, I, I get like I get like it, the fourth quarter. It's, it's more impact. Obviously, obviously the the last game is going to go down as a better block due do it due to it being like a minute and a half left in the game. But like I, I thought it was more impressive the chase down. Yeah, I ju- I just disagree. Like for like for me, I did when I broke my wrist and uh, uh end of December of twenty nineteen. Um, I did the LeBron chase. Remember in the fall league when like Austin like caught the ball and like he just like fell and then it went down. And he was like, ah, and yeah. then Tim yeah. had to come on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, but uh, yeah, I do remember that, John. Um, but my point is, I could do the LeBron chase block. I could not ever do what Giannis did. You could not do the LeBron chase down block. I d- I blocked the guy off the backboard and then I just fell on my wrist and b- I broke my wrist. You blocked someone off the backboard in a JV basketball game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Compared to LeBron, he was like, right, I, I think that's like the dumbest. Like, I, I just disagree with I mean, Austin's not going to replicate LeBron's block exactly, but he's saying mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a backboard block. Yeah. I mean, like, you can kind of replicate the same thing with Aiden. Like, I'm not going to be able to guard or pick and roll, recover from like the elbow, get stride all the way down and, and j- jump. You, know, you act like this was like a, like it was a good play. Like I, I think I think it's you're tall enough, so I think you definitely could do it. Well, we're really arguing over this whether Austin can really do a chase down block in an NBA game because he did one in a JV game. Is that our argument right now? All right. I, I just think. Uh, all right, they're not going to they're not going to the game winner in an NBA game too. I guess. That's logic. Exactly. Um, all right, that wraps us up. Um, so yeah, we'll um, we'll uh, we'll know much more. Um, and for future programming notes here, um, Anthony, hopefully we'll get on with Byron. Hopefully, the schedule can work out for the MLB baseball one. Hopefully, we can do a top four, top sixty-four players debate if we get in those rankings. Um, also, NBA draft coming up. I need to do research on that following the season ending here. Um, 
we also need to do a Jeopardy show, our annual show mm. and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, that's uh stay tuned on the program here. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Yo, Bijan, who would say such a thing about Damon Lillard? Oh my God. Yo, yo, that wasn't me, man. That's us, bro. Nope. Game to the Celtics oh. confirmed, bro. So we can finally get a nice little look. 